Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel. Listen, today what's been ringing in my spirit is a powerful word that, that, that I believe it's, a, uh, it's built around a principle that I want you to fully understand. There's a lot of people in our world who are failing in their su- success journey. They are failing in life for violating the principle behind what I'm about to teach. My subject today on this Sunday service is the power of self-talk. The power of self-talk. This is a very powerful concept, a very important principle to understand. And I'm going to give it biblical foundation so you understand that this is not just some hearsay thinking or a motivational speech. This is, an, this is a principle built on the immutable word of God. As a matter of fact, we can connect the part of self-talk to the fall of Lucifer. So the part of self-talk is such that it can be positive or negative. In other words, what are you saying to yourself? In other words, what you are saying to yourself has more power to change your life, alter your destiny than what people are saying about you. The problem is many of us spend a lot of time worrying about what other people think about us. Oh, I heard she said this. Oh, Shanene said this. Freaking Freddy also said this about me. And then we are, we are broken, we are hurt, we are offended because we heard what other people are saying about us. But do, you only, but, do you, but do you realize that until you internalize, you internalize what people are saying about you so that it becomes an internal language that you begin to say to yourself, what they said really has no power to affect your life and destiny. And yet how many hours do we waste, days or weeks we waste, being offended about what people said that have no bearing in reality? But by, you know, meditating upon it, thinking about it, internalizing their verbiage, then before we know it, we're going to have a real problem. This is why understanding the power of self-talk is very important. So I want you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 14, beginning from verse 12. The Bible says, how are you fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how are you cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations. I want you to get this. This is a, 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 the prophet Elijah, or oh, sorry, Isaiah goes into the nomenclature of the fall of Lucifer to help us understand what went on, what went wrong. Why would an angelic being made in such majesty like Lucifer was end up rebelling against God, let alone taking one-third of the angels away from following their maker. Well, the mystery of the fall of Lucifer, I mean, is revealed in this passage. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground? You weaken the nations, my God. So whatever is about to come after this 
is how you weaken nations, is how you weaken people, is how people fall. It is how glorious people fall. Verse 13, for you have said in your heart. Now we get into why he fell. For you have said in your heart. He was not talking loudly. The fall of Lucifer began in his heart long before he verbalized it to cause an insurrection or a mutiny in the camp of God among the angelic beings. So that Lucifer now is singularly responsible for causing one third of the angelic beings to walk away from God. You, are, you have said in your heart, you have said in your heart, I was sent into heaven. I was sent into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mountain of the congregation, on the furthest side of the north. Now remember, everything he's saying he's going to do, everything he's asking to do, he's saying he's going to become, God was already that. This, what he's asking for, is the exclusive territory of the living God. So essentially, he's, he's challenging God. He's like, I'm not happy being a cherubim. A, a, a owner cherubim in the kingdom of God. I want to be God. I want to be God because I think I can do a better job than the God who created me. What utter nonsense, utter foolishness. It's, it's the foolishness of the sin of pride. See, when somebody becomes infected by pride, they lose wisdom. Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Wisdom allows you even not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to. You don't go beyond your grace. You see, when people have pride, they extend before they, they extend the boundaries of their grace. And that's why they enter into error, into all kind of trouble, because pride has no limitations. Pride has no boundaries. So this man has corrupted his wisdom. He thinks that the creator, the created, can now compete with the creator. Verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will be like the most high. In other words, he was competing for God's job. The problem is, you can't outsmart the one who created you. Even the idea, even your ability to think was designed by God. How can you honestly think you're going to succeed? But that's what pride does. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest pits of, uh, depths of the pit. Those who say you will gaze at you and consider you saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? Who did not open the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, all of them, sleep in glory, everyone in his own house. But you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, like the garment of those who are slain, thrust through with the sword, who go down to the stones of the pit, like a corpse trodden under foot. My God. This is the fall of Lucifer. In other words, the writer of the book of Isaiah he lets us know that the destruction of Lucifer began because he changed what he was saying to himself. You see, the power of self-talk is such that, that it will change your nature. What you keep saying to yourself, you eventually become. That's what the Bible says, as a man he thinketh, so he is. Because you say, we talk at the thinking level. You say, you said, he said to his heart, means he was not speaking. He was not verbalizing what he was thinking 
at the time. Maybe later words, he was able to verbalize it because of the love input, what goes in, what comes out. So I get that. But here's the thing. The reality I want you to look at is this. That Lucifer was a holy angel. I mean, built with every pipe of music you can think of in order to facilitate his assignment, which is was to worship God and lead the other angels in the worship of God. But something begins in his heart. A rottenness begins. It begins. I mean, it begins. He begins to speak to himself. He begins to speak to himself things that, are, that, that completely began to misalign him in his devotion and loyalty to God. It was, not, it was just a matter of time before he became the leader of the insurrection. Why? Because internally, the corruption had already begun by what he was saying to himself. Now, if that is true, that he, Lucifer did, uh, uh, fell from grace into the darkness he's into now because of what he was saying to himself, then, it, then, 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 then we can extrapolate that principle further and reverse it in the righteous cycle and understand that, that through the correct self-talk, we as believers, glory to God, we can, yes, we as believers, by the power of self-talk, we can, we can change our lives and destiny just by changing what we are saying to ourselves. So I want you to become very conscientious right now of what you are saying to yourself. Well, everybody in my family has been broke. Nobody has ever had money. You know, it's really crazy for me to think I can be the first millionaire in my family. You see, you keep talking like that again and again. Yes, you may not be opening your mouth, but if your, your faculties, your internal faculties of the mind, the will, and the soul are hearing you speak that way because thoughts have energy now. It has been proven that thoughts have energy. They have energy and they have frequency. That means the devil and the God, both the devil and God can pick up on the frequency of your thoughts. And if you keep talking that, guess what? Poverty is going to wrap itself around you like a bandit. It's going to wrap itself around you like a bandit like never before. Why? Simply because that kind of self-talk does not lend itself to a higher realm of breakthrough. It lends itself to destruction, to your, your own demise. So today, I ask the question, what are you saying to yourself? What do you keep racing in your heart again and again and again? I need to know that. Most importantly, you need to know that. How is it affecting you? What you keep saying to yourself. How is that affecting you? Come on. Do you keep uh, confessing? Well, you know, you, you, don't, you don't understand, Dr. Miles. When I was young, I was raped. I was molested. Listen, it is tragic. It's horrible. And I'm sorry that you are molested. I'm sorry that you are raped. But here's the bottom line. At some point, you have to come to a place of breakthrough. At some point, you have to believe God. At some point, you have to ask God to heal you because the Bible says he, he heals the wounded soul. At some point, you have to bring your woundedness to Jesus to heal you because, trust me, you cannot remain in that place where you are locked in time, always regurgitating the same painful experiences. At some point, you must come to the place called breakthrough, the place where you say, I will not be defined by what I went through. My history will not become my tomb. 
I declare by the Spirit of God that I'm breaking through. I'm coming out of the tomb of my history into the light of my future. Because trust me, God says in his word, I know the plans I have for you, plans of good and not evil, to bring you to an expected end. Praise God. That is, I believe, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God has great plans for your life. Your history cannot become your tomb. Your history cannot become your tomb unless you allow it to become so by continuing to regurgitate the negative things that have been said about your life. I mean, thinking about them. I mean, I mean simmering in them until they soak into every fiber of your soul. The devil is a liar. You cannot do that to yourself. I will go with you to, uh, to, the, to, the, to the New Testament to follow this powerful principle in a positive manner where we see a woman who, was, who had been a woman who had an issue. She had been bleeding her. Huh? For 25 years, this woman had a serious bleeding issue. But one day, everything changed in her life where she got a miracle because she met a man called Jesus. But it's not the meeting of Jesus alone that made the miracle possible. It is what she began to say before the miracle happened that I want to focus on. Because a lot of people, they focus on her getting healed when she touched the hem of his garment. What you fail to master is what she said. My God, is what she said to herself before she got to the deliverer. So in the book of Mark chapter 5, beginning from verse 25, the Bible says this. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. That's a long time to, to be hemorrhaging. That's a long time. Blood is essential to life. The, the Leviticus 17 verse 11 declares, you know, uh, it declares this very clearly, that, 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 that it's the blood that makes atonement for the soul. The life of all the flesh is in the blood, and therefore I've, put, I've given it to you on the altar, for it's the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. So blood is a big deal. So when you're losing blood, you're losing the, your life because the life of all the flesh is in the blood. And this woman had been losing her life through the bleeding for 12 years. Woman was discouraged. She had every right to feel sorry for herself. She had every right to be bitter because of, because of what the doctors did to her and the money they took from her. The Bible says now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered. I mean, she suffered. The Bible goes out of his way to let us know she suffered. But how did she bring her suffering to an end? How did she bring her poverty to an end? How did she bring her disease to an end? How did she bring her struggle with the evil altars of her father's house to an end? In other words, you can, you can fill in the blanks. The formula, I mean, the principle she tapped, the kingdom principle she tapped into to turn her life around is still readily available to all of us today. That right now, yes, you can use it. Right now, this principle of changing your self-talk is available to you as a, as, a, as a way to work a miracle into your situation and bring your suffrage to an end. The Bible said, and she had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better. That means she lost a lot of money trying to fix this problem. Have you lost a lot of money trying to fix a problem that won't go away? Until your money lands dry, but the problem is staring you in the face as stubborn as ever. My prayer for you is to understand that you are headed for the miracle. That you are headed for the powerful miracle today 
because I believe the Lord has not anointed me to be able to bring this word to you by accident. I believe there are people today who's going to be intercepted by God in your self-talk. Because right now the projectile of your self-talk is such that it is killing you. Yes, it is. It is killing you. It is killing your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations. And most importantly, it is destroying your faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But the nature of faith is that faith uh, thrives in an environment where the one who's believing believes the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She suffered many things from many physicians. She went from doctor to doctor to doctor. She had a ritual. She was literally, literally bound to an altar of infirmity. The Bible says she had spent all that she had. That means she must have been a woman of great means. But I'm telling you, all that money went to trying to recover her health. And she was no better. Do you know how bitter you would be to look at your bank account and it tells you you've, you are broke? But you've given thousands of dollars to these doctors who promised to help only to leave you holding the bag. I mean, if anybody had any right to be bitter, this woman had a right to be bitter and to hate doctors all put together. Because the Bible says, even though her money left her, left her bank account to the medical professionals, she grew worse in her condition. But praise God, something was about to happen. She was about to meet a man I met in 1989, and when I, be, I became radically born again in the Assemblies of God Church called Maranatha, and I've never looked back. My life is a testament, is a real testament to the miracle working power of the living God. When she heard about Jesus, that's how it begins, friends. Miracles of turnaround, miracles that turn your life around, always begin with hearing about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. Can I submit to you, Jesus is alive and well. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yes, right now, you have access to the living God. You have access to Yeshua Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. When she, heard, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. My friend, I tell you, it does not matter how you get to Jesus. If you have to work your way through the crowd, slip, slip through the crowd, fight through the crowd, whatever it takes to get to Jesus, get to Jesus. Because miracles do not begin to happen until you get to Jesus. But thank God she got to Jesus. The Bible says she came in behind him, behind him in the crowd, and touched his garment. Let me, can I submit to you today that the garment of Jesus is available to you? The garment of his presence is upon this service right now. I feel right now the garment of his presence. That right now the garment of his presence is so close you can reach out and touch it. And what, what God did for this woman, he will do for you. For she's now, look, look, now look at how she got here. Here is the power of self-talk. The principle of self-talk used correctly and effectively in the life of this woman. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes. Check this out. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes. I shall be made well. 
Wow. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. That's what she said to herself. Even before she touched him, what changed is the power of self-talk. She changed what she was saying to herself. She began to say to herself, if I only touch the hem of his garment, I shall will be healed. She said to herself, what are you saying to yourself? Sir, madam, what are you saying to yourself? Because if you keep saying you're a loser, no wonder, no wonder you're losing in life. If you keep saying, saying negative things, if you keep speak, speaking negatively about your marriage, even without opening your mouth, I don't like my husband, I don't like my wife, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you keep saying that way, soon enough, the environment around you, those demonic frequencies you have been releasing are going to attract demons that are designed to tear your marriage apart. Because internally, even though you don't verbalize it, it is what you keep saying. What are you saying to yourself? You need to say to your heart to yourself, my husband is handsome, even if you have to say it by faith, because soon enough you're going to believe it. Tell yourself, my, husband, my wife is beautiful among all women. Keep saying it internally. Soon enough you believe it, and then the law of attraction will be excited, and before you know it, you are going to resuscitate the intimacy or the romance in your marriage just because you change internally the power of your self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to yourself about your business? Well, you know, everybody's gone through some things during the, this pandemic. But what you say about your business is going gonna, is gonna to put a death nail on your business even more than the pandemic disruption have done. I really believe that if we do not change what we are saying to ourselves, we belong to a kingdom which cannot be shaken. We belong to a God who is, who is so resourceful. And even in a pandemic, God can give you a breakthrough. God can give you a miracle. But I'm telling you, God is not going to fight against your self-talk. You have to change it. She said to herself, if I touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She had no question about it. She had no doubt about it. So she began to self. So as she's slaving through the crowd, I can all see her, fighting through the crowd, trying to get to Jesus, she's saying to herself, I, I'm, I'm almost there. If I touch the helm of his garment, I'll be healed. I'm telling you, I don't know how many times she said it, and she said it, she said it, she said it, she said it to herself. You see, what you said to yourself has the power to change your nature. That's the whole point of the principle of self-talk. When Lucifer spoke to himself, the rebellion, he became Lu Satan, okay? The devil, Napoleon, the, the, uh, uh, I mean, Abaddon. I mean, all the names we now know him for, which are atrocious names. They have of an angel who was made, uh, was made with light, full of light, who became the devil. Why? Because his self-talk changed how, he's changed his nature from an holy angel to a spirit, a demon. Well, this woman's self-talk shut down 12 years of hemorrhaging. 12 years of hemorrhaging comes to an end. 12 years of hemorrhaging comes to an end because of this woman changing and applying, correctly applying the principle of self-talk which creates miracles in the kingdom. 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. Immediately as she touched him, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. You see, her self-talk eventually manifested in her body 
as healing power. You see, what you say to yourself will eventually uh, manifest itself around you. What you say, what you say to yourself will eventually manifest itself around you. Hallelujah. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. Power had gone out of him. Glory to God. Said, who touched me? Jesus knew something significant had happened. Power is always released in the direction of self-talk. I'll say it again. Supernatural power is always released. Whether it's the devil's power or the God's power is always released in the direction of self-talk. If you keep saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I just, I just feel I'm going to die, I just feel like I'm going to die, soon enough, the power of death will move in your direction and death will find you in the road, on the road, on your bed, in the hospital, it will find you because the energy of death is already around you because you've been saying you're going to die for such a long time. Oh, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick. Or I'm, oh, I'm going to catch the COVID. I'm going to catch the virus. I'm going to do this. The more you keep saying that, the energy, you shift energies around you and nature responds because spiritual power always moves, remember what I'm telling you, in the direction of self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? I want you to take inventory right now. Take a journal. Take a piece of paper. Write down right now what you keep saying to yourself. Then ask yourself this question. This thing I've written on the, on the piece of paper, this thing I keep saying about myself, is this the life I want? Is this what I want to experience? Interrogate your self-talk. In other words, I'm showing you the principle of interrogating your self-talk in order to refine it and change it so it's not working against you because it's a powerful biblical principle that is not going anywhere. Praise God. So he looked around. His disciples said unto him, you see the multitude thronging you, but you say, who touched me? You see, God always knows that when he has been touched by somebody with some faith in them. God always knows when power has left him into the world of men, has left his body to go into the world of men. You see, everybody was bumming into Jesus, but none of them were bumming into Jesus with a specific uh, uh, decree that when I touch them of his garment, I shall be healed, except her. So it's not that she touched Jesus because other people had been touching him. It's that she touched Jesus or with a deliberate intent driven by hours or minutes of saying, I will be healed. I will be, when I touch the arm of his garment, I will be healed. There was tremendous self-talk that preceded that miracle. And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. You see, this is why you need to make sure that you interrogate your self-talk. That you don't defeat yourself by what just comes out of your mouth. Why? Because your faith is heavily relying on you con controlling your self-talk. Because even your faith moves in the direction of your self-talk. If you believe you can have the money, if you believe God's going to buy you that new car, no matter what it looks like, if you keep talking that way, faith for you to believe God for that 
will begin to move in your direction because your self-talk is already lined up to agree with God. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I would believe there are many of you today. God is going to challenge you, even convict you, because what you say about yourself, if people actually heard you speak about yourself as negatively as many of you do internally, your, your friends will love you, will slap you. They will slap you out of desire to make you stop the madness. They will be like, you cannot think like this about yourself. You are better than this. And yet many of us, that's what we do. Spend hours talking bad about ourselves, even though we don't verbalize it. The reality is every part of our subconscious is receiving it, is receiving it as if you were shouting from the rooftop. It says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. In other words, the power of self-talk can bring us into a place of peace. I don't know about you, but I would believe if you are living in turmoil right now, things are hazy around you. I want to tell you this. Glory to God. I want you to know this. I want you to know this. That God is more than able to bring you in a place of peace. That the right self-talk will bring peace in your life. That means it will remove chaos. It will remove poverty will bend to self-talk. Miracles will bend in the direction of self-talk. Boy, I've seen it. When I go to crusades, because I know this principle, I, would, I, I call it psyching myself up. I would, I would just begin to meditate. I would begin to see people getting healed. 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 I begin to see people getting healed. I begin to see people getting healed. In my mind, I'm just rehearsing people getting healed. I can imagine myself calling people. Somebody from cancer, cancer just got healed. Somebody uh, uh, with a blind eye just got healed. I mean, and all of a sudden, I would feel the anointing in my room. I'm by myself, but the anointing begins to come as if I'm already in the service. It's called the power and the principle of self-talk. Once again, I ask you, what are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? How is it helping you move in the direction of your destiny? How is your self-talk helping you become closer to the living God? How is your self-talk causing you to rise above the demonic powers? How is your self-talk causing you, my God help us, to become more powerful than your enemies? To become more powerful than you were last year? How is your self-talk scheduling the anointing in your life? How is your self-talk scheduling miracles? Is it scheduling miracles or disaster in your future? Only you can answer that because you know what you said to yourself again and again and again and again. I'm not worthy. I'm not beautiful. You know, the more ugly you feel, the more ugly you, be, you begin to believe you are. I believe every human being, no matter how they look, are fearfully and wonderfully made. It's your job to believe it. Because beauty is completely relative. It's in the eye of the, of the beholder. Nobody owns, nobody, nobody owns, nobody owns, nobody owns, nobody owns, uh, uh, owns the corner. Nobody owns, uh, uh, um, nobody owns the corner on royalty, on, uh, owns the corner on beauty. Nobody owns the corner on beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if God tells me I'm fearful and wonderfully made, you better believe it. So I, it's, I believe it. But do you believe that? Because if you believe that, then you're going to cut the talk you've been saying to yourself that is negative. You're going to cut all that foolishness. All that foolishness. And understand that you are, more be you are better than that. 
Begin to speak well of yourself. Because think about this. You are the only one who can love you. Mm. You are the only one who can love you like you. That's why Jesus said, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You are the only one who can love you. Now, if you are your own earth, you are your own, you are your own worst enemy, always regurgitating bad things about yourself. God help us. If you keep doing that, if you begin, if you keep saying that, my God, what hope is there? What hope is there if you keep saying all the bad stuff about yourself? So, I encourage you by the Spirit of God to make a decision today, a fundamental decision to change your self-talk. Because, listen, if you're going to talk, you might as well speak life over your life. If you're going to talk silently in your, in your head, you might as say, you might as well agree with God and say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm blessed in the city and blessed, I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed coming out. I am the, I'm the favorite one of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's, I, it's way better for you saying that, then you're regurgitating what your enemies or your friends or your fake friends have been saying about you. It takes the same level of energy, but one gives life, the, one, the other one kills you. Now listen, all this principle of, of, of the power of self-talk is not going to be helpful to you really in a long, eternally speaking. Now in the earth, the principle of self-talk can help even unbelievers if they are positive thinkers and talkers. I get it. But when you die, you are going to hell because there's only one way you come, you avoid hell damnation. It is through the man who died on the cross. His name is Yeshua Jesus. I proclaim that Jesus to you. So whatever you are, I want you to open your mouth and pray this prayer after me. If you want to give your life to Jesus who died for you on the cross, say, Mr. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me on the cross. I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior right now. Wash me by your blood from all my sin and make me into a child of God. Holy Spirit, live the life of Jesus through me right now. If you have prayed that prayer, my God, I'm telling you, you are what the Bible calls born again. You have entered the kingdom. You are now a child of the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are born again. You are saved and sanctified by the blood of Yeshua Jesus right now from all your past sins. You are, that was that if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. The old has passed away and beyond the new has begun. That is now your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.